Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When our senior minister, Kim, asked me this spring to give a sermon as part of our summer series, I was, I must admit, just a little bit hesitant. As a layperson, I wondered, What do I have to say that would be of interest to the congregants of Arlington Street Church? Nevertheless, sensing a challenge, I accepted. The theme for the summer series, Kim later told me, was take up the song. My inner voice whispered, take up the song. Take up the song? What the hell is that supposed to mean? When I asked for an explanation, kids had something along the lines of, well, explain how you personally live out the principles of Unitarian Universalism, or tell us what caused you to become a Unitarian Universalist. You know, take up the song. (laughs) Don't worry, dear, you'll figure it out. After much thought, what I did figure out, and what I have to share with you, is that for me, one of the most important aspects of becoming a member of the Unitarian Universalist community is having the courage to allow myself to be known to you. After all, how can I consider myself to be a member if I simply hide in your shadows? I decided I really had to put myself out there and step out of my comfort zone. So here I am. Each week, I'm challenged, intrigued, and even enlightened as I listen to Kim's sermons. Kim has the ability not only to trek up the mountain, which is her spiritual journey, but rather to sprint up and back each week, showing the way to the rest of us who struggle along our various paths. As for me, I often feel that rather than trekking up the mountain, I simply walk around the bottom of it in circles, finding myself back in the same place where I started. But every once in a while, I look around and I realize I'm a little higher up on the slope and can see things from a slightly different perspective, like right now. (laughs) Let me tell you, things look a little different from up here than where I usually sit in the back pew. Like many of you, I was not raised Unitarian Universalist. My earliest years of education were at the Jewish Community Center. That's the JCC to you Jews out there. And no, my parents are not Jewish, they're Catholic. My name is John Markham O'Connor, and I'm here to share a bit of my story and my beliefs so that you can get to know me a little bit better and hopefully take something positive away from the experience. Okay, so what was I going to the JCC for? Well, a lot of my parents' friends were Jewish, and they had a great preschool program with the added benefit of summer camp. So, for a couple of my early years of school and summers, I learned all about Moses, the evil pharaoh, and the parting of the Red Sea. All great stories. As a child, it all seemed a-okay to me. I got all the Jewish holidays off, and my parents kept me home for the Christian ones. (laughs) 
Well, this little arrangement did not last. Somehow it was just a bit odd that the son of a politically active attorney in a very conservative Catholic mill town was going to JCC. So my parents enrolled me in the Catholic school system and I went to Holy Family Elementary School run by the sisters of the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I still remember my first day of parochial school. I was amazed by the nun's black penguin outfits, which looked just like the flying nun on TV. I thought I was in television. That didn't last either. The first order of the day for Sister Irene was to introduce the class to the new student. That would be me. Sister Irene asked me to stand and then explained to the pupils that I had come to join them from the Jewish school. She then asked me to explain to the class what I had been taught about our blessed Savior. Pausing for a moment, I asked, Sister, do you mean Moses? <laughs> this was not well received. <laughs> Sister Irene said, John, I want you to stand in the back of the room with your face to the wall until you have a better answer. Undaunted, I was inquisitive in religion class throughout grade school, asking such questions as, Sister, yes, John, if Jesus had a brother, James, does that mean that God was his father too? No? Then did Mary have more than one husband? As you can imagine, I never got a satisfactory answer to any of these questions. I remember well when I stopped asking questions and simply tuned out altogether. My freshman year at St. Bernard Central Catholic High School, run by the very same sisters of the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, I asked Sister Winifred, who had my father when he was in sixth grade, if God was on the side of the Christians, why did he allow the Romans to burn us like tiki torches at the emperor's villa parties? Why didn't he strike them down? Well, Sister Winifred's response was simple. John, God allowed this to happen so that the Romans could build their empire in the roads upon which the message of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, would later travel throughout the world. She clearly believed this to be true, and I could see that her faith was a great comfort to her, but I was having nothing to do with it. And then there was Father Bob. Me and the rest of the guys weren't so keen on what Father Bob turned naked therapy sessions. Father Bob's theory was that if you were naked before God and his priest, you couldn't hide anything. Hmm. Just goes to show you some theories are better than others. Was my Catholic schooling a horror show? Did it scar me for life? No, not at all. The education was exceptional. Church, with its many rituals, was interesting. That said, a religion that discouraged questions, demanded obedience, and told me that homosexuals were going to hell just wasn't for me. Well, what I did take away from my experience was a lifelong love of learning. In Sister Virginia's third year Latin class, she had my mother in ninth grade, we read Cicero's Pro Archeus, in which Cicero defends the poet, in part, by expounding on the value of learning in the study of the liberal arts. Cicero says, even if the aim of studying the liberal arts was pure enjoyment and nothing else, 
you have to agree that no other activity of the mind could possibly have such a broadening and enlightening effect. For there is no other occupation on earth which is so appropriate to every time, to every age, and to every place. Reading stimulates the young and diverts the old, increases one's satisfaction when things are going well, and when they are going badly, provides refuge and solace. It is a delight at home. It can fit in well with public life. Throughout the night, on journeys, out in the country, studying is a companion which never lets me down. This is and has been a guiding principle of my life. So off I went to my college with Cicero as my guide. I majored in ancient Greek, Latin, and French. I lived and studied in France for a year. I even did a work-study program in a marine biology lab in the Virgin Islands. I studied Chinese in China, but that's a whole other story. And then it was off to law school and the practice of law. As my father would say, I lived the life of Riley. I was never too sure exactly who Riley was. But I will tell you, there haven't been too many experiences or opportunities that I've said no to. I met my partner, David, who has managed to put up with me now for these past 19 years. How he's managed to do that, I'll never know. Then, at the age of 34, I left the practice of law, the family business, and decided I would go into real estate. Later, I wanted to learn the piano. I've never been afraid of a challenge, and I've never stopped studying. Thank you, Cicero. But, getting back to religion, today's topic. From freshman year in high school until I came to Arlington Street Church in my 30s, religion played no life in my role, no role in my life whatsoever. But then one fine summer day, not unlike today, I came to Arlington Street Church because I had read that the Unitarian Universalists were different. Well, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> For those of you who are visiting who are not familiar with Unitarian Universalism, let me draw a parallel for you. Churches can be likened to clothing stores. If you go to Brooks Brothers, for example, a competent salesman will size you up, select a suit, shirt, and a matching tie. A traditional, pleasant, non-threatening experience, just like many churches out there. Then, on the other end of the spectrum, is Filene's basement. You never know what you're going to find there. It's confusing, challenging, and there are so many options. People are even changing in the aisles. Arlington Street Basement, I mean church, <laughs> is more like Filene's Basement. You never know what you're going to find. Couples, gay and straight, are having kids. The Buddhists are doing yoga in Buddha's belly group. The Wiccans are blessing the winds. The Jews are celebrating Passover. The Christians are celebrating Easter. Everyone's waving their arms in circles above their heads. Hallelujah! And once a year, all manner of animals are parading up and down the aisles, receiving their blessings. Matt's drumming, and the queens are off to brunch. Thank you very much. Seriously, Arlington Street Church is a beehive of activity, learning, and sharing. We are all encouraged to ask questions. We do our best to learn. Just look at inside in the order of service. During the church year, it reads like a college course catalog. And we follow up our study with actions. Some of us help feed the homeless at the Friday night supper program downstairs. 
Others take their vacations in New Orleans to help clean up the mess known as Katrina. Were he here today, I think Cicero would have been a Unitarian Universalist. At Arlington Street Church, we are each encouraged to become a more whole, spiritual, truthful, and courageous person. Whatever the form of your own spiritual practice, whatever questions you may have to ask, there is someone here who's interested in listening to you and learning from you. We are, as Unitarian Universalists, eager to know you. My spiritual companions. I love when Kim does that. Have courage. Let yourselves be known. Speak your truths in love and help one another. Tell us your stories. We are eager to know you. Here at Arlington Street Church, you can find love, kinship, and support. Before I end my sermon with its very simple message of let yourself be known, I'll play a little something for you on the piano in the spirit of this summer's theme. You know, take up the song. I have no idea how it will turn out. I'm a total amateur, but in the spirit of stepping out of my comfort zone and sharing with you, I'll play box aria from the Goldberg Variations. Any strange notes you might hear would be mine, not box. I'll be right back.
Amen. <laughs> now for a moment of silence. 